Oh, what's the point? When I like them, they don't like me. When they like me, I don't like them. Why can't I act with the ones I like the same way I do with the ones I don't like? Well, you've only got another 50 years or so to go before it'll all be over. Maybe I need someone who doesn't speak English. Yeah, how about a mute? A mute would be good. Ah, where are you gonna meet a mute? This is what my life has come to, trying to meet a mute. I don't know, something's missing. There's a void. A deep, yawning chasm. There's gotta be more to life than this. What gives you pleasure? Listening to you. I listen to this for 15 minutes and I'm on top of the world. Your misery is my pleasure. November 3rd, 2019. Hello, everybody. Hi, hi. Happy November. Hope you had a nice Halloween. Halloween. That it's was, spooky. That was very nice. That's my Halloween song. It was really good. I'm sorry I interrupted <laughs> in the middle. I didn't know. You didn't know I was going to end it with the little it's spooky. No, I didn't. <laughs> you got to do it again. No. Yeah. No. So I don't interrupt it. No. It was genius. So good. Well. Halloween. Yeah, that wasn't as good as the first one. You're right. The first one was definitely better. It wasn't. You weren't feeling it. It wasn't spontaneous. It wasn't there. <sighs> Acting. It's hard, man. That's why we don't do it. <laughs> well, I don't do it much. You kind of do. Well, I've done it. Can't you were the recommend lead it. in Tabula Rasa. Come on. I can't recommend it. Okay. What's... I mean, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. We only have a little bit of news this month only a little of course just a couple weeks back the first episode of major machine came out i hope you enjoyed it and dug it it's out now if you haven't heard it you should go listen it's so much fun people are freaking out in a good way right in a good way in a good way so go listen. let's clarify yes. listen okay so now that it's november yep Nominations are open for the 2019 Pendy Awards. Why do we always do this at the end of the year? Just because you have a year's worth of shows to vote on. I know, but when it's else like, would you do it? Hmm, and if we change it I now, feel like March. Is so then, better. but then the next one, you only have six months to vote. No, on stuff. No, you just change it like you shift it permanently. Why? Why though? What's because, wrong with doing it now? Because. <laughs> We always end up recording it like in the middle of the holidays and it's like a pain. When I oh. want to be relaxed and full of food. <laughs> so you don't like recording the results from the Pendies during December. Yes, it's see. annoying when I'm so full. You should have maybe <laughs> brought this up. And I'm like full for all of December. Earlier or sometimes in the past 10 years, <laughs> you had plenty of opportunities. I probably have brought it up. No. Not on this no. program. You've never brought this up. So this is not an once. This is an exclusive. <laughs> How long were you planning to wait? Jeez. Exclusive. Susan okay. has an opinion. <laughs> oh, that's not news. Okay. Anyway. You know what? Forget I said anything. Let's move on. The nominations will be open for two weeks. And Wonderful. then we will have final voting for two weeks. Yep. By the next TWIP, it will all be done. And we'll be contacting the winners to record, you know, their little speeches that we put into the right. episode with the results that yeah. comes out in January. 
first episode of the year. See, that's what we do. It's yes. nice. You start with all these people who we awarded for all their great it's work. It's great. All right. <laughs> you can find the links to that just at the top of PendantAudio.com. Just go there and the links will be right up and you can do that. So nominate your favorites and then vote for your favorites and let's recognize people for all their great work, huh? I agree. All right. Wanted to uh, mention we have another new assistant director who will be helping out over on seminar. Her name is Jessica Harris. So welcome, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. She is a friend of Samantha Reed, our previous assistant who's now directing Mage and Machine. How about that? Oh, my goodness. We've been recommended. I know. Nice. So she made it through the director class and is doing a great job. And so now she's going over to seminar uh, to assist Vincent because he did such a great job, you know, helping Sammy learn the finer points of actually directing a regular episode. Yeah. And, you know, seminar is perfect for new directors. All the you different. Get, you got a short and there's the so different many different types, types, of, types shows. of things you have to do. Yeah. yeah. You get you really good experience. Very good. So anyway, welcome, Jessica. Welcome. Nice to have you with us. Hello. And... The other thing was that a few weeks back, Susan and I appeared on the Slice of Sci-Fi podcast. We did, and it was a delight. Yes. It was to discuss our comic Kill Switch, but we also talked probably about almost half the time uh, about Pendant and Dreamnasium. So if you want to check that out, you can find it at sliceofsci-fi.com. Just go to, they have a menu of their podcast and just go in there and you'll find it. You'll find us, and you can right. get the scoop. Yeah, so we talked with Summer Brooks for, like, it's like a half an hour. Yeah, yeah. And it's really cool. So you can learn about our comic, and you can hear more about pendant stuff and dreamnasium stuff. And if yep. you're interested, go check that out. Because you haven't heard enough of us, right? That's right. If you haven't heard enough, there's even more. And who doesn't wow. want more? <laughs> of this. Of this <laughs> great stuff. <laughs> So, from Greenville, Tennessee, we have Landon Bell on the Hello, Landon. Hello, Jordan. Our, our third round of hellos now. Yes. Well, I mean, we had the first round where we talked about Muppet Princess Bride and Tabula Rasa Season 3 and Patriot from Cat Pride, and uh, we talked about Uncle Bucky. <laughs> 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 and then we tried our first recording and failed. And now we're trying again. And this time, we're going to hopefully not fail. Well, it seems like the bandwidth's better this time, so yay. Yeah, see, I'm the bandwidth king. At least I am tonight. How is life in Greenville? Uh, green? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going it's good. Like in Greensboro, too. Yeah, actually. Believe it or not, Greenville is named after Nathaniel Green from the American Revolutionary War. Ah. So... A lot of people think, oh, it's named green, like a color. No, that's actually not Greenville here. It's named after a person. So just a little cool tidbit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, things are going well. Um, life is busy. And honestly, <laughs> I think this is the this is the first time I come into a Twip interview with, with basically like the minimal creative output possible. <laughs> Um, cause like the last time we did an interview, I was doing what, like 12 Everything. or 14 episodes of Shakespeare a year. Right. 
my gosh, it was crazy. Plus, all the seminar shorts I was writing, like, I think probably the only person with more output than me was, like, Pete Milan, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I've been taking an extended break, and I don't, I don't regret it at all, because um, I have met an amazing girl, and gotten engaged, and... Get married next year and good times, good times. Well, congratulations! Thank you very much. Um, That's Victoria awesome. Victoria's a Victoria's a stellar girl, and so uh, I could I could easily have like a thirty minute segment where I just talk about Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> next time, <laughs> yeah, she's probably going to be listening to this, and she's probably going to cringe just a little bit. If I gush about it too much, but I mean, really, I could easily gush about it for half an hour or two hours or twelve. For the rest of your life. <laughs> yes, exactly. <See? laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. We got to find a uh, a seminar short for the two of you to play off of. Mm. It, you know what? It'd probably be. Um, have you ever seen the show This Is Us? I haven't, but I have heard very good things about it. I think our dynamic would probably be Kate and Toby off of uh, off of This Is Us. Because okay. for anybody who's ever seen it, you know, like Toby, he's the he's the more bubbly little bit of the two, and mm-hmm. he's he's more quippy. I'm a little bit that way. Okay. And then Kate's more like she's very serious about whatever's going on, and she's very like laser focused on stuff, and that's kind of Victoria. So. We have we have definitely have a good yin and yang going on. Although there's other parts of us that's very much very much similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she told me one day, she's like, I'm basically you but t-, or she she said no. She said, You're basically me, but times ten. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So I'm like, accurate. <laughs> I love her to death. Awesome. Well, congratulations, man. I'm really happy for you. Thank you, thank you. And uh yeah, it's uh it's definitely made a creative hiatus worth it because you know, since I really got into the creative scene back in twenty eleven, I've not really stopped or slowed down. <laughs> and this year is the first time I've actually slowed down and it's it's been nice. Like I've still worked on stuff, but not to the same degree. Yeah, plus, you know, the whole engaged. Well, yeah. I mean, priorities. <laughs> also, when you're buying a house, uh, there's not really time for <laughs> for writing stuff. Well, hopefully, you're able to get back to that as soon as things uh, settle down, and you settle down, and settle in, and build your man cave and recording studio. See, that would be cool. Like, I actually, <laughs> I, I've looked at like different options. I think it'd be cool to just put uh acoustic foam all around like the office Mm -hmm. and that'd be sweet make for a great little recording booth Mm -hmm. so let's talk about what you have done with pendant recently we've had you in dreamnasium directing redshift part one yes how did that come about for you okay so i guess i should i guess i should go all the way back to the beginning um 
because Redshift uh, is a very complex project that I was involved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also took on a very different life once I got involved with it. So, uh, like, there's a, there's a lot of different layers I have to cover. So the first, obviously, is how did they get involved? I bought Jeffrey Thorne's Gymnasium book on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know I've followed Jeffrey for a while, and he's just he's he's awesome. Uh, he the way he talks about stories is with the enthusiasm that I have when I talk about stories. So I was like, yes, I want to read his stuff. And at that point, all I'd heard of was Phantom Canyon. So mm-hmm. you know that's that's a very small body of work to judge somebody's storytelling skills on. Plus, it was also a collaborative effort with Jeffrey and Susan. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's three different voices blending together. I wanted to really hear what Jeffrey's voice was. So I bought Dreamnasium. And, like, the first couple of stories in Dreamnasium are really good. But you start really diving into it. And, like, each story in Dreamnasium is just a beast in its own right. It mm-hmm. is so good. And the way he takes minuscule characters who you're only going to read a story about once and then forget about and makes them all incredibly memorable blows my mind. And when I read Redshift, I was an instant fan. Uh, which, full spoilers for someone who's not heard Redshift, uh, but it, there is... A, yeah, yeah, this is this is a huge spoiler moment, but uh, there is vampires involved in that, and I'm I'm not somebody who likes those types of stories usually, but this one was different because it didn't tell the story in the way of of it being like oh it's a vampire, it told it in the perspective of this is a person, and that's where it won for me, and and not only the character of Red. But the character of Amina, oh my gosh. Um, total, at least in my reading of it, total femme fatale. Um, and I absolutely loved that character in the book. Mm-hmm. So I came away from it and I tweeted Jeffrey one day and I'm like, uh, if I ever start directing movies, I want to direct the film adaptation of Redshift. <laughs> And Jeffrey sends me like a tweet and it's just like those sideways cut eye emoji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. So I got to talking to him a little bit later and he's like, yeah, we're actually working on a Dreamnasium show with Jeffrey Thor. So we'll keep you posted. Um, so months later, I get an email saying, yes, the show's going forward. We want you to direct Redshift. And I'm like, okay. So I got this little notebook, and I actually started drafting all the scenes. Because Jeffrey sent me an early draft of the script, so I already knew kind of how it was going to go. So I already had, like, in my head how I wanted it to go. And this is sort of where things diverged a little bit. So while I was working on things a little bit earlier than everybody else was, the casting process began, and the casting process was very different than any show I've ever been on with Pendant. So, okay. you know, typical casting process of Pendant is that you have 
all you have an open casting call, people audition, and then they're hired. But there was a there was a difference with this because it was a it, it was a project where there were premiums involved with it. So okay. and because of that there wasn't really like your normal say in who does the acting. It it was more based on the producer side of things. Which is fine. It just means that there was a there was a huge like from the get from the get go there was a huge difference from the way things normally go. So I had to immediately course correct a lot of the things I was planning. Um and in that course correction I also got busy with life. So um you know, obviously, personal life stuff happened. Mm-hmm. So, also work stuff happened at the same time. So, like my amount of time to de- to devote to it at the same time as you know things still changing around with the project meant that I was only able to finish the first episode, and the deadline was going to require the next episode to be done just a little bit sooner than I could do it. So at that point. Uh, they brought in Cat Pride to go ahead and finish the second episode, mm-hmm. and to be honest with you, Cat did a great job, like an amazing job. And yes. I don't think if anybody listened to the credits and didn't hear that it said Cat Pride instead of Lana Bell, that they would have ever realized the difference that it was a different person because it, she did that good of a job. Um. Actually, arguably better than me. <laughs> I, I, I would argue better than me, honestly. Um, no, the girl's got skills. Oh, man. Cat Pride is the bomb. <laughs> uh, so, no complaints there. But that's kind of the way the project went down is, uh, you know, it was, I, I was disappointed that I get, didn't get to do the second episode. But, the thing to keep in mind is that things happen when you're talking about a project with a lot of people. And actually, this is probably kind of one of the realest interviews you've done. <laughs> I, just, I just realized that because people don't usually say negative things about a project. So I'm not, believe it or not, I'm not saying anything negative about a person. I'm just saying that sometimes when you're working on a creative project, there's a lot of people involved and there's a lot of different there's a lot of different gears and a lot of different cogs and a lot of different things. And sometimes and in order got to keep style. Exactly. And sometimes to keep the engine going, something has to change here and there. I I understand that entirely. But it's just kind of a little bit of insight into why why the project happened the way it did and why things changed. Because my goal was always to do the whole thing. Um and it just didn't work out at that time and and that's okay you know in in retrospect it's okay it happened the way it did and i have nothing but respect for uh the way the project wound up and and the folks on the project and also the actors on the project um i probably kind of sideswept that but i feel like all of the actors we had working on the project are total pros and like especially the way that uh, that Joe J. Thomas wound up bringing Red to life, 
it was a little different than the way I heard it in the book, but at the same time, it's totally the character. And especially the the takes that Kat used in her episode, I think are just like pitch perfect. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember I was just absorbed by it when I was. Yeah. And like, that's how I felt when I read the book was just total, total absorption into that story and the way Jeffrey Thorne told it. And I feel like we definitely captured that in the final product. Oh, yeah. So, uh, honestly, like, no complaints about what way the final product came out. And I seem to recall from the um, his his commentary that you know he he was just blown away. Oh yeah. Now I actually, this is just be, me being busy. I've not actually listened to the commentary track, but I have listened to the roundtable we did, and mm-hmm. that's basically what what Jeffrey said in the roundtable too. Is just he was totally blown away by it. So it was very well done and had an interesting twist to it mm-hmm. at the end, which always is nice to, that it's not, you know, predictable and, and such. Yeah. And it, and it was, it truly was an honor to be able to work on it because I have so much respect for that story. I really do. Like anthologies. I mean, you know how anthologies go. They, they are a overarching title usually. And then everything's like a subtitle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the Twilight Zone. People people remember the Twilight Zone. Sometimes they forget the title of individual episodes. Right, right. But Dreamnasium and Redshift inside it is just phenomenal. And honestly, it it does deserve a, a full length feature length film. Like you could do so much in a feature length film with that that story. Give me a give me a ninety minute movie, and and I will be a very very happy man. <laughs> Any? Would, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I'd totally do it, like low to mid budget, where there's minimal. There's actually like minimal sci-fi effects and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would just totally keep it real, like keep the Martian setting and everything, but just keep it very real. And then, like, as you roll into the third act, that's where things start to get real sci-fi, real future. That'd be fun. That would work. It'd be good. So, from the first episode that you directed, what what scenes are stand out for you as far as um, the ones that you worked on? I really like the scene where Red meets Berminsky at Baldwin's Rest. I really like that scene because uh, I got to I got to really play with the sound effects there. So I, I have this one sound effect where Red is jumping out from behind a tombstone and then mm. I've got another one where uh, he draws a line on the ground for their duel. And he uses a laser to do it. And so the laser side sweeps through the dust and draws the line on the ground. And the way I was able to pan that in audio just uh that was that was so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. And then the of course the the battle effects there were really good. 
And I also liked the scene. There's a scene where Amina is talking with uh, Kristen Bay's character. Mm-hmm. And she downloads a memory module from her character. And the way I was able to incorporate that, I really, really liked. I really liked the way it turned out in the end. Like, I was so shocked that it turned out that good because mm-hmm. that scene was really, really hard to mix. What made it difficult compared to other scenes that you've done? The nature of satellite recording, and and I'm sure a lot of other directors will note this, but sometimes the nature of satellite recording means that there's certain things that might happen, like if if two actors were in the same room, that don't happen in every case. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what happened. Um, and so sort of what I had to do was uh, we did have to get a few retakes to kind of make it all fit together. But mm-hmm. um, after we did the retakes, uh, I kind of had to tighten things up a little bit. And it just it just took a long time. <laughs> it took a very long time to get it just right. And like, I, I feel like I could have tweaked it forever. Gotcha. But uh, I like I like the way that it turned out in the end. I think I think the ones like that are the ones you tend to appreciate the most, the ones that had the most work put into them. And that had that one took a lot of work to get right. Okay. So you are now done with gymnasium and now you're doing a whole lot of stuff for Audioverse Awards again this year. Yep. Um this is something you you do this every year now. I do. I've while. done this. I've done this every year since I was looking just the just yesterday, because um, it's on my resume. I've been doing this since 2013. Oh wow! Uh, well, I've I've been doing pendant since 2011, but I've been doing audioverse awards since 2013. So, like, that's that's a lot of years now. Of sometimes it's backbreaking work. This year, not so much. We brought in we brought in two amazing, uh, amazing people, um, Aaron and Alexandra, and they are really, really wonderful at what they pull off and what they're able to do. Um, so, Aaron really took point on our nominee showcases, which mm-hmm. for people who don't, people who aren't caught up to speed on what the Audioverse Awards is, which, why aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, if you're you're not up to speed on it, the Audioverse Awards is a podcast award show where we started out as purely audio drama. Um, Mm -hmm. This year, we actually incorporated RPG podcasts, um, and we also included spoken word storytelling podcasts. So things like LeVar Burton Reads is now considered something that that you know is part of the awards so um you know the the horizon of the awards has broadened but so has the workload so um you know aaron was able to take point on the showcases um alexandra helped with our data validation and they both did a wonderful job um they actually did way more than i did this year because this year i pretty much uh i did some email work uh, and I mostly handle website stuff. Um, and also, 
there's a lot of times there's stuff that comes our way that we have to discuss as a as a team to make sure that we respond right because what we do see we're not a committee and, and I think that's that's one thing some people are confused on they're like well what does the audioverse words team do we're volunteers we are not a committee we do not decide the votes and we don't decide who gets in and we don't decide who wins uh, what we do is we built a platform that allows the community to vote for who they want to they the community nominates and they vote we've built the systems we maintain the systems and that's basically our roles gotcha. um and that is not easy work at all it's hard it's it's hard work and for those first few years we were doing it entirely for free um out of our own pocket mm -hmm. uh, so like thankfully last year we were able to raise enough through patreon to pay for just the web hosting and this year we we launched an Indiegogo and we were able to raise enough to pay for web hosting and uh, merchandise costs for people who get merch through us. And then uh, we also had enough for a little bit of leftover in reserve. Mm -hmm. So that that was very nice. Uh, that doesn't, you know, we we didn't expect that at all. We were blown away. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a good time for the Audioverse Awards. We're, we're growing like crazy. We were featured in Forbes last year, yeah. like the Forbes. <laughs> um, and of course we've, we've been repped by a lot of big name talent like, uh, uh, John Wesley Shipp and, uh, Lauren Shippen and probably someone else with the last name ending with Ship. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah there's there's a lot of cool people out there who uh have repped us and, and have really helped us uh build uh some name recognition and also respect because it's not easy doing what we do uh you know we build the systems but every year everybody has an opinion about what should be done mm -hmm. and believe you uh, believe you me I, I there are times that i don't like necessarily everything about the way it's done but there's a lot of things like voter fraud that we have to consider and there's mm -hmm. a lot of things like because voter fraud was really bad uh, the first year we what we found was we actually had to we were i think we had just launched like we had just launched i think and like day one, we realized, oh no, we've got to do something because this is going to be a voter fraud problem. <laughs> so we we launched a couple of ballot measures like day one or day two that fixed voter fraud problems that first year. But what's happened since then, of course, is that you know more people see the awards, more people vote, and it gets tougher because the you know tighter measures have to be taken. Right. So it's not, it's not the easiest of tasks, but what helps is the fact that we've got a very supportive community that, that gives us the initiative to you know, continue building systems. And then uh, I will be entirely honest with you, we listen to our community. So like one of the big things we did is we started out with uh, separate categories for actors and actresses. 
But what we heard from a lot of people is that they really wanted a level playing field on that. Uh, they didn't really want something like the Oscars. They wanted something more like the Grammys. And you know, I'm, you know, I'm I'm a little I'm a little old school on stuff like that, just because I feel like, you know, you don't want to not honor somebody. But you know, the fact of the matter is, there's a lot of people who they fall into different categories, um, in how they identify, and so what we chose to do after a lot of community feedback is go ahead and just uh, level the actor and actresses categories to one category set. And so far it's been very popular. Uh, we've done that for two years now. And so far it's not created any kind of headaches for folks. And, um, you know, people seem to really respect that the playing field is leveled out there. Mm -hmm. So there's a you know there's a lot of things there's a lot of things that we come to decisions on based on what the community tells us and no complaints there no complaints there for me very cool all that said uh i i haven't really talked about my job so my my job with the audioverse awards this year is basically just website stuff mm -hmm. um i built the new homepage, redid a lot of the website stuff so it's a lot cleaner this year so if you went to the site and it was working a lot cleaner, a lot nicer, uh, that was that was the result of some hard work and some tightening up behind the scenes. Very cool. All right. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to toss out any other projects you're working on, um, you know, wedding um, or not wedding related. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Let uh, me tell you about jump it. into a very different kind of bullet questions for you. Oh boy. <laughs> a, very a very different kind of bullet questions. Uh, yep. Okay. All right. Well, before we get to those, I mean, there's really two things. So obviously okay. I'm, I'm sure you have, I'm sure you have wedding questions. Go ahead. Lay them on me. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I'm, I'm going oh, to... Oh, I, I see what you're going for. That's the bullet questions. I yeah, see. no. We don't know anything. Oh, we wouldn't do anything see. like that. See, I, I pick up on what you're laying down. <laughs> That's what she said. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> so, probably the thing I wanted to cover, actually, is... So, I do actually have a... I have a project called Story Bake, and mm. I know a lot of people have seen it. Basically, it, it started as a YouTube channel and a website where right. it taught storytelling, and then basically it went on hiatus. Like, it's been on a long hiatus, like almost a year. Actually, I guess it has been a year at this point. Uh, and a big part of that is because I decided I wanted to change focus a little bit. Yeah. So I've been working on like I've been working on a lot of story stuff, and this is this has been one reason I've not done a lot of stuff with Pendant aside from Dreamnasium, is I've been focusing on story bake a lot, and there's several story projects that are in the works that I hope to have some progress on at some point in the near future, mm -hmm. um, and there is there's also this idea I don't know if I'll do it 
but it's it's what I think would be really cool is to have a restaurant that is basically centered around storytelling. And so instead of like your traditional restaurant where you, you go in, you sit down and you, you're done, mm-hmm. you would come in to a story bake restaurant and the experience would be you're immediately greeted by, you know, a, the wait staff who they're very knowledgeable about different stories. And the whole idea would be to build a dining atmosphere that's similar to the way it is like when, when your family's eating together, except, you know, like, like what, what type of stories are discussed is, you know, up to basically the theme of the night sort of. Mm-hmm. So like you, you could have a, you could have a week where it's like Titanic week where everybody comes in and they, they get their like ticket with a name and then when they leave their meal they hear if if the the person they got a ticket for uh made it through the titanic tragedy okay uh, um or you could have like a night where it's just slam poetry and everybody comes in and dines while the slam poets do their thing mm-hmm. or you could have like local artists and writers kind of do their thing and you could give them a platform to tell their stories before a dining audience or you could do what I think would be cool is podcast night where you come in. <laughs> yeah. Come in. And then there's podcast playing while you're dining and eating. And like, that's literally, that's literally it. <laughs> um, like, like I don't, I don't want it to sound like wine pairs with season two of Genesis Avalon. Ooh, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, but you, you'd have to be very selective with your picks, though, because, like, you wouldn't want to play the same show every night. Like, you'd, you'd probably pick, like, one episode from several different shows to introduce your crowd to them. Sure. So that would be, that would be a really cool experience to have, um, I feel like. Yeah, really the only reason I mentioned all that is just because I, I, I'm an ideas person, but ideas are cheap. <laughs> and so, uh, long story short, I'm working on stuff. And we'll see we'll see what happens. But that's kind of the direction I'm hoping to take Story Bake here in the next uh in the next bit. Is okay. just uh or some original storytelling content, not necessarily just uh the story essays that I was doing before. And then um, you know, maybe something with food down the road. <laughs> there you go. All right. Are you ready for bullet questions? Let's do it. Let's do them bullet questions. All right, here we go. Band or DJ? DJ. We already have him picked out. <laughs> <laughs> live flowers or silk? Uh, silk, because live flowers will die. Chicken or fish? Uh, chicken. First dance? Ooh, as in like the song? Yep. Song for your first dance. Uh... Dang, I haven't even thought of that one. Uh, <laughs> I could go wild and say love it if we made it by seventy-five, but but that would be really <laughs> wild <laughs> because it's not going to be that number one. <laughs> but number two would be funny if it was, because um, that's a that that we have some jokes about that song. I could see it being the the song "Under the Moon" by Smith Steel. Feel. I'm gonna go with feel. <laughs> um, 
but they're a they're a, they're a Swedish uh, group that or duo Swedish duo, and their songs are very. Uh, I hate to say wishy washy because they're not wishy washy, but they're just very they're very sappy and romantic. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, they have a song called Under the Moon that's really good. So I could see that being one of them, perhaps. Awesome. And once again, congratulations on getting Thank you. I'm very, very excited. Uh, <laughs> you better but, be. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. Like, if someone had told me a year ago, I've met somebody, already being engaged, I'd be like, you're crazy. You're absolutely, literally crazy. Uh, but here I am. And I guess stranger things have happened. I, I tell my friend Michael, it's like stranger things have happened. He's like, you've got to stop saying that when this show exists on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you have to stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before something from the upside down shows up. <laughs> exactly. I, I had a lot of fun when the, uh, when the last season came out, because as soon as it came out, I'm like, stranger things have happened. <laughs> Landon, thank you so much for taking the time. Well, thank you, Jordan, for having me, and thank you for listening to me ramble, because, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know the drill with me. It's just, I get in here, I ramble a lot, and uh, that's it's what I do. That's right. You spend a good amount of time listening to my crazy about stuff on the TV shows this season, so. <laughs> well, honestly, um, to, be a little, to be a little bit honest with you, I'm surprised that I've rambled as much as I have, because we've recorded this kind of late. Right. We did. We did. It is um, a witching hour somewhere. Um, <laughs> and since it's not quite Halloween, I think we're safe. But, you know, a couple more days and it would be weird. Oh, thank you once again, Landon. Thank you. So folks can find me on Twitter at the Bellman. That's B-E-A-L-L because my ancestors couldn't spell. And I'm also... <laughs> I'm also at Storybake. You can find my website, storybake.net. And I'm also on Instagram at Storybake if you want to check out all my Instagram posts. I have a awesome. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff on Twitter and Instagram. So that's where I am these days. All righty. People can find me on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash J O R D A N dot G O T T L E B dot five zero three six. And on Twitter at JG underscore Q A. Landon. Thank you once again. I think it's time to crash. <laughs> Thank you, my interview, Mixed Meister. <laughs> <laughs> and we will kick this back to Jen. Susan. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Coming out Wednesday. I almost said Monday. Wednesday. 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 <laughs> it's a new day. <laughs> Coming out Wednesday, November 6th. We're changing Tuesdays. It's between Monday and Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Um, yes. Yes. It's it's like that to hop over Tuesday. Right. Otherwise, how would you get over it? Who likes Tuesdays? They <laughs> suck. All right, I'm sorry. Wednesday, November 6th, a special mini Kingery episode what? during the hiatus. What? It's just a little surprise for you. What? Enjoy. What? <laughs> Coming out Wednesday, November 13th. Troilus and Cressida, Act 1, Part 1, The Pen and Shakespeare. It's Troilus. Troilus? Troilus. Sounds like the toilet. <laughs> Troilus? <laughs>
Toilets and crepe paper. You know what? Act one, part one. I'm not so great with Shakespeare. Okay. In Troy, there lies the scene. From planet of Greece, the princes Orgulus, their high blood chafed, have to the orbit of Athens sent their ships, fraught with the ministers and instruments of cruel war. Sixty and nine that wore their crown its regal from the Athenian bay put forth toward Phrygia, and their vow is made to ransack Troy, within whose strong emures the ravished Helen, Menelaus' queen, with wanton Paris sleeps. And that's the quarrel. To Tenedos they come, and the deep-drawing barks do their disgorge their warlike fraughtage. Now on Darden plains, the fresh and yet unbruised Greeks do pitch their brave pavilions. Priam's six-gated city, Darden and Timbria, Helios, Cheetahs, Trojan and Antenorides, with massy staples and corresponsive and fulfilling bolts, spur up the sons of Troy. Now expectation, tickling skittish spirits, on one and other side, Trojan and Greek, sets all on hazard. Now good or bad, tis but the chance of war. Coming out with <laughs> November 20th, Page and Machine, episode two. Could anyone even understand what you said through yes, the laughing? Yes, they could. I spoke very clearly. You were laughing. So? Very clearly. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Wednesday, November 20, Page and Machine, do, okay? Do you have it? You got it. This episode's a train wreck. Hey, no contraband on the tables. Hey. Where's my refill? Bend over and you'll get it, honey. (laughs) Back, huh? Couldn't get enough of my girlish charms. Don't start with me, toots. Is Plin here yet? Ain't seen him. Damn. Hi, excuse me. What kind of fish is in the fish wraps? Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Today, it's sewer fish. It's... They wash it first, okay? Sorry to disappoint, your royal highness, but the market didn't have any magical golden swankfish. All right, all right, all right. Coffee for me, the special for her. Got it? Got it. Kid, the first rule of skeezies is you don't ask what kind of friggin' fish they're frying. (sighs) Mac! Finally, there he is. You look like crap. What the hell did you do? You think I did something? I didn't do nothing. Sure. B, we need the back room. Be out in 20, or I'm getting the hose. Ugh, not for that. Wait, who's the girl? (laughs) Okay, forget it. Just get in there. La la la, the show is almost done. Okay, the train is fully wrecked. The episode is done. <laughs> we have derailed. We're just smoldering wreckage on the side. That's right, laying on the side. Tipped over, people yeah. screaming everywhere. There's that hissing sound you hear. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
So, okay, um, why don't you stop by the Pendant website at PendantAudio.com or join the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash Pendant. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pendant Audio, on Twitter at Pendant Web. We're also on Tumblr at PendantAudio.tumblr.com and YouTube at Pendant Productions. Also, the link to our Discord server is right on the main page of the website. Drop by there and say hello. We've been chatting it up. Have a little chat with people who work on pendant shows, people who listen to pendant shows. It's for everybody. Come on by. Yeah, sometimes I'm there. Rarely. Mostly Jeffrey. Not just me. There's a lot of other people. I was talking about the people but in this room. between the two of us. Yes. You could have a bigger presence there. I could make more of an effort. you That's all I'm saying. Maybe <laughs> just try a little. I'll spend um, maybe a little less time on the Pokemon Discord. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> You're already on Discord, though. Just click over there and say a thing. It's terrible. This is Susan Bridges. And Jeffrey Bridges. Thank you for listening. You know, I bet some of the people that are on the Pendant Discord also play Pokemon and would be your Pokemon friends. You just stop in and ask. I'm already friends with some of the Pendant people in Pokemon. Maybe there's more. Okay, you can friend me. I'll send you my my trainer code. No, you just go to the Discord. I'm just and telling the people. Talk to them. Okay. Say something. Fine. Thank you. I win. No, because I want to. Not because you said. Then I win. Ah. Halloween. It's spooky. And who doesn't want more (laughs) of this, of this great (laughs) stuff?